Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting. Nick, how are you doing? I'm all right. It's a cup of COVID. How are you doing? I'm having a cup of tea. Me too. Actually, I've just finished mine for the for the for the morning. How? What, oh, what's um? I'm what's been going on? It's your birthday I'm the running. other day, wasn't it? Was it was my birthday, but I'm doing this running thing at the moment. So I'm running every morning for 28 days of lockdown. For a charity called Designability, check them out. We'll put my um, sponsorship link in the comments. <laughs> Mate, it's inc it's incredibly um, inspirational. How many days in are you to your twenty eight day I'm, challenge? I'm twenty one days in there. Twenty one. All right. And is it is your body adapting now? Are you getting used to it, or is it still miserable? No, it's horrible. It's really hard. Some <laughs> sometimes it feels all right, and some sometimes it feels like I've just started. It's really weird. Like my legs don't belong to me, and my lungs feel like they're just like kind of like a sponge of sludge so it's kind of quite weird i don't like have you, have you it, done it this, have you done it this morning already yeah yeah ah oh, yeah, every you morning at 6 30 a.m 6 30 a.m i'm out, out the door it, it's the only no, way i can do it i have to just roll out of bed and do it so i don't have time to think about it it's not a very good time of year to be um uh to be getting up at 6 30 a.m and going it must be stark at that time right you must yeah, it's got darker, and now I can't run where I used to run because I've put myself in a rabbit Well, hole. any listeners of the Science Shed should go directly to Nick's Just Giving Pay because he's raising money. How much have you raised so far, Nick? Um, about £1,200. Hey, that's amazing. Well done. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Anyway, right. what are you going to say to me today, Steve? Right, I found a paper. Remember last last a couple of COVID a couple of um, podcasts ago, we were talking about my kind of disgruntlement with um, publishing uh press releasing and publishing paper before it's been through peer review oh yeah 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 found another one nick found another one yeah so and obviously so there's a there was an article on bbc website um uh based upon a, a paper which is in been pre-printed in the in the bio archive by richard stanton's lab who uh who works at the um systems immunity research institute in cardiff university so bio he's done for people who don't know is a repository where you can put you can write a paper so you can write how what you did in a, a bunch of scientific experiments and post it so people can see it and comment on it and get an opinion on it but it hasn't been reviewed by experts so often it's not officially usually, been published yeah so it hasn't usually, been through a proper publisher yeah usually if you wrote it it would be reviewed by two three four people and they would say you need to change this and this and this but these yeah. papers haven't had that done right and we've and we spoke about it before and peer review is a real kind of cornerstone to the scientific process it stops people going a bit crazy and making you know outrageous claims so i could i could peer review i could preprint a completely ridiculous article right i could say you know uh, gravity doesn't work and it's all little monkeys that push stuff that holds you down right and that's there's no one to stop me doing that right um um but uh, so, though, so, so it's kind of slightly concerning. Although, in the cases of we were discussing this last time, the cases of you know global pandemic, do you want to be holding information back over something that might be helping and saving people's lives if you were to get it in the public domain? Anyway, so I'm not particularly a big proponent of of, of universities and also media getting hold of these things before they've been through peer review because I don't think people really necessarily understand the peer review process. Anyway, you know. This, you know, this is a Richard Stanton's lab. He's a proper scientist from a proper university doing proper work. Right? There's no reason to not believe it at all. I should say this. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's absolutely correct. Um, but anyway, he's done this study. Monkeys and gravity. It's not about monkeys and gravity. It's about. I read you called. It's called the the uh, virucidal efficacy of oral rinse components against SARS-CoV-2 in vitro. 
This is it's not Listerine. Can Listerine kill kill COVID? I don't know. And can so, it? Yeah, I mean, it can. Listerine's just <laughs> Listerine's just alcohol and fluoride. Do you know what? Like when I when I when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, we know that fifty percent alcohol kills COVID, right? We know that, right? That was one of the things right at the start. Antibacterial um, hand um, uh, gel, you know, works brilliantly. You know, wash your hands. You know, yeah, use that all the time. I mean, I can get. Why does alcohol? I mean, I know soap. I know soap works because the virus has a fatty. Um, this particular virus has a sort of fatty shell. But does mm. ethanol work in the same way? It disrupts the fatty shell or something? I don't Do you know, know. I don't know. And they don't mention it in the paper. Um, they just say that it's obviously known that it does. But you have to have quite a high concentration of um, uh, of alcohol. And actually, the concentration of alcohol in um, uh, Listerine and other mouthwashes. They actually got. It's quite funny. They've got like five or six different mouthwashes. They've clearly been to Sainsbury's and just gone down the mouthwash aisle and poured them all off. So they looked at the efficacy of things like. Uh, let me just find it here. They've got Corsidil, Dental Dual Action, Dental Fresh Protect, Listerine Cool Min, Listerine Advance. And so they're not others. even doing like a scientific study. They're just picking commercial brand. And Literally straight off the. And their goal was: Can we decrease the viral efficacy by five hundred times? right that's their goal if you can do that then they consider that a success and then you know that that was what they would see as a kind of anti-viral um uh treatment so anyway what they do is they you know they express some viruses they pour a bit of mouthwash on you know then they assess the um uh, how much virus is left after they purify the dead virus out um, and they count it right and then they plot graphs as you would expect little bar charts of the number of viruses as a function of the like listerine advanced and listerine cool mint and all these other ones um and uh what's what's really interesting is that so first off the best one to use is listerine advanced by the way right that's the one that does it the best um much more significantly than other um uh, viruses uh, Listerine advanced okay well are we going to get yeah. like a bucket load of that delivered to your door now steve <laughs> i don't know yeah exactly i'll be so more than the, happy to be why, why didn't uh, they why didn't they just take components from them and do it in a bit more of a scientific way like say well we'll change the concentration of fl sodium fluoride and we'll change the concentration of alcohol wouldn't that have been yeah so they, 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 they do mention the concentration of alcohol in all of them and that's quite an interesting point and they also mentioned so that the, al the con alcohol concentration um in most you know of uh, these uh, mouthwashes is about 20%, 23% for the What about alcohol-free ones? Because there's a lot of alcohol-free Yeah, they, they, did, they, didn't, they didn't do that. They just oh, right. said ones they that have different looking, amounts of alcohol. Oh, right. Okay. Well, they're looking at alcohol then, right? Ah, but then they judged, they did a control with just alcohol, Nick, right, right. at the same concentration. Doesn't work. Doesn't what? work. Yeah. Really? So the, 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 two main, the two main ingredients here, uh, acetylpyridinium chloride, which uh, is probably the, the main active ingredient, and also... Uh, povidone iodine, which is the uh, you know you know the brown stuff they wipe on people before they uh, are give these them, like American um, mouth, are these American mouthwashes because I don't think they're no. in UK mouthwashes. Oh, I thought they are in UK mouthwashes. It's mainly study in Cardiff. Oh really? Right. Oh, right. Yeah, and so these are the, they said these are the active ingredients. They're very low concentrations, about 0.001 percent or something, right? But actually, the, the, what's really interesting at the end, uh, one, it's quite interesting reading a paper where they talk about listerines so readily in, in in text. But actually, what they found is it's the combination of these things, right? So it's like Batman. It's like you got you can't just have alcohol. You have to have alcohol and uh, cetal um, uh, pyridinium chloride, or it doesn't work. And that seems to be the one that has the biggest uh, the biggest effect. Right. So you know they do they do 
Corsodil's chlor- chlorhexidine, isn't it? Isn't that the active ingredient? That's the antibacterial. They've got, they've got chlorhexidine in, in Corsodil, Chlorhex- yeah. yeah. But they're, they're the ones that once had the biggest effect, ones that had cetylchlorinidine chloride. Interesting, yeah. right. Um, yeah. But they do, they, do, they do also mention that there's things like uh, essential oils and other bits and pieces, and they said they know it's not very scientific. It seems a bit strange, although they obviously didn't frame it that way. Um, but uh, what they want to do was keep it kind of commercial. So, you know, it's the type of thing that if, what they hope at the end of the paper is that this might become part of the kind of general strategy in, say, hospitals as well as washing hands, is to give people a bit of bit of listerine, give them out that as well. But, but I mean, they're not testing whether or not it prevents or mitigates getting infected. They're just saying it's no, that the fir- it may have absolutely set. no use whatsoever then in yeah, the mouth because ab- it may maybe that when it's in the mouth, <laughs> it kills it in saliva, <laughs> but that's useless. But yeah, he picked up on it, did they? The preprint. Um, yeah, no, so, so the so yeah, you're right. The um, the authors say that you know this is the first step, and they just wanted to show that it works in this kind of very controlled case. And the next step would be to try and do it in a, in a kind of more. How did find out about it then? Well, it was a preprint. Yeah, but the BBC but, are not going to be trawling through bioarchives. Someone must have said to look, them, "Look, there's a mouthwash but, study. It's a bit funny." It's probably six, the, probably six, some press person at Cardiff Uni. <laughs> This is how it well, actually, works. No, 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 no. But actually, what happens so if you go to the BBC website, right? Obviously, the headline is COVID, uh, COVID mouthwash can kill virus lab uh, in lab in 30 seconds. And then the first thing that um, the uh, like Nick Clayden says when they ask him for comment is, is he says that, look, um, you know, uh, if these results are reflected in the Cardiff University clinical trials, like uh, mouthwashes could become an important addition to people's routine together. Uh, with hand washing, physical distancing, and wearing masks, both now and in the future. But what he says is that you know. Then he also went on to say that it helps kill virus in saliva. Um, there is not evidence it could be used for treatment as of yet. So, so he, so, so the scientist was very but clear. By, in, in by then, it's too late. It's in the BBC website, <laughs> and everyone in the Daily Mail's reading it. So, I mean, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about this, but I can't help but think that someone at the university has has press released it someone's sent a press release out and that's how it's uh, it, uh, it maybe it may be true but you know so i i, I don't know like it's um it's a quite well, a fun it's paper it's fairly benign i suppose i mean it's not it probably won't do yeah it's not like injecting domestos into you into your peripheral vein is it i mean who would suggest <laughs> that <laughs>